Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. and Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me for another episode is my co-host, Nick Martin. Nick, we are staring down the barrel of what has been perhaps the most pedestrian playoff round in Stanley Cup history. Very strange to see both the NBA and NHL walk down these, this path uh, simultaneously, but that's what we got. The Carolina Hurricanes are in an 0-3 hole against the Florida Panthers, and the Dallas Stars are in one against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll start with Carolina and Florida. Hurricanes are even money on the road. Uh, game four against Florida, over-unders five and a half. Carolina's plus 850 to come back and win the series. That number is nowhere near good enough, I don't think, to get involved. I, I would say that if you are interested in the Hurricanes, once again, I would look towards the Con Smythe market and find your guy. But because you, if if you're right about a team coming back from an 0-3 hole, becoming the fifth team in NHL history to do it, God, you better be getting that better than 9-1, to I think. Anyways, um, for game four, I was kind of leaning towards the over- it's plus money, five and five and a half. I could see a couple different ways this game opens up wide, uh, but I'll pass it off to you first before I, I dig in. Yeah, so I'll just talk quick, too, from like a handicapping thing on the 3-0 leads because I fully agree with you. The numbers will prove that you're right really quick, and this is the exact same thing our NBA podcast has been telling people this week because I think the thing with these 3-0 leads and the sports books, I don't think there's a lot of people are going to sit out here and bet on a team to finish off a 3-0 series. I don't think they're going to get like a lot of the large wagers you would need to make anything off that. So I think it's just one of those things you have to keep in mind that they kind of can just uh, post a number that's probably not exactly fair. And then also a lot of people probably won't really calculate it. And then it's a fun bet. Like I think I know in the NBA, the Celtics are probably going to get some money poured on here if they close this off. So I don't know. I, I, I agree. I think... Uh, I actually liked the under again in this Carolina game just because I think it's one of those things like I don't know if they're going to drastically change their philosophy. I don't think they're going to sit here and try to open it up. I feel like it's one of those things you kind of just have to stick with what you're doing and hope you come out on the right end of the spectrum. And it seems like Florida's really settled into a rhythm where I almost think defensively game three was maybe their best game. Again, like they, they had the two posts and maybe some favorable luck. But it seems like they're kind of settling into a rhythm that they know they don't want to open it up and that you're not going to score any middling goals whatsoever on Bobrovsky right now at even strength. So I think that's there. I know there's been this weird trend where elimination games are oddly high scoring while game sevens aren't. But I think I kind of I like the under I could see the first period under being good again. Those were my thoughts there. And then the one thing that did work out in that last game I was on Kachuk under on shots. I don't know if I'll go to specifically Kachuk, but I think there could be a good spot to back uh, some Panthers shooters to go under their prop total. I think there's just the the uh, Canes are just, they're not giving up much in the way of shots at all. Like if they're going to give up 20 shots, 21 shots, whatever, 
the Florida shot totals need to be drastically different than usual. And I think we are going to see them play like a super urgent, tight lockdown game here. I don't know if I want to say like as a fact, they'll get a better whistle, but you'd think some of those penalties aren't getting called again would probably be a fair way of putting it. I think I was pretty shocked with uh, some of them, especially with how we know NHL playoff uh, refing seems to usually go where like once a team's at like three, one or four, one in calls, typically that means they have to murder someone to get the next call. And that wasn't really the case in game three. So I don't know. And I, I mean, if we're going to talk aside, <laughs> I'm not betting either side really. Yeah. I continue to think that Florida, I mean, that that was probably their best game and they're doing some things really well, but like, it still seems like they're just on the favorable end of winning every single one goal game when you could clearly point out that one or two more pucks could have gone in their net and they're just finding a way to make it work over and over. So I'm not willing to like flip my stance towards Florida being bettable at all here. I, I wouldn't really want to do that. Um, Bobrovsky, we've talked about a little to win the Smythe has really trended down all day long today. I think a ton of people put together that it's not, not really Kachuk right now. And that I think some of the reason people were on that so heavy too, is that if you look at them versus Vegas, I think there's a really realistic world where Bobrovsky wins this Smythe with them being the loser in the series. I think that's really realistic, especially because I actually think that Vegas is going to cave them in pretty heavy. Like it'll, I think it could be as bad as it's been the last two series. So those are kind of all my thoughts on uh, this series right now and, and kind of everything, I guess. Yeah, the, uh, the reason I'm looking towards the over, if anything, here is just I simply can't fathom Bobrovsky playing at this level. And I do think that you, you'd feel pretty comfortable Florida will get two-ish against Anderson. Or, he, he, I mean, he's playing well. He let up one goal last game and I think what three three goals in uh seven periods when you count the overtimes or whatever. Uh but the the breakdowns are there. You you were the first one to kind of point out that if you need your goalie to be playing as well as Bobrovsky's playing, it means that the breakdowns are there. Sebastian Aho should have scored at least two. Uh, I think that was three. Florida's best defensive game yeah. too. Like that's the crazy thing. It seems like more people are kind of coming around on it now, but like that might have been their best defensive game since like game three versus Toronto and maybe specifically just game three versus Toronto. Yeah. It's kind of the last good one. I think Um, one, one guy I, I am thinking about in props is Jack Drury. He was around it in game three playing with Natchez and stall looked like it was working for a little bit. If, if that lines together or if he's still in like the top six, I, I think he's he's an interesting shout for uh an anytime goal scorer in that like five to one, six to one range. Um he he had like a couple chances where one puck hop over a stick, another where he was like the late guy in the slot and they just couldn't get him the puck. So uh he's he's a guy I'll be targeting there, but it would be the over, some jury stuff, uh or nothing for me in this one. It's uh yeah, and then the last kind of play that I, I think I'll like to, I went on um, uh, Anderson under on saves the other night. That could be another way to kind of target what I was saying earlier. Or depending on where it opens, you could you could go the opposite and go with um, Bobrovsky over on saves. But it just feels like that's almost a safer way to tap into like the way it's going to go when like Florida just, I've, I've lost a lot on this team, this postseason run, just tapping into the idea they're due for worse. But 
those probably would have been really safe plays in a lot of these games because they just keep winning in that game script over and over and over. Yeah. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here, so let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Uh, okay. On to Dallas and Vegas. Uh, Boy, the stars seem to be uh, the sharp side in game three. They were minus 135 when we spoke, saw them close around minus 150 at some places. Uh, I was, we both were in agreement with that. And then they give up a quick goal. Jamie Benn tries to take Mark Stone's head off and the game is completely out of hand by the eight, eight minutes into the first period. So that's that. Now, Dallas, I'm assuming since we uh, are recording this at the business end of uh, game three for them, I'm assuming will be, will not be as, uh, as short as they were in, in game three. And we could see them at like minus minus one thirty, minus minus one twenty five. who knows, maybe even uh, a smaller price than that. It is hard, very hard 
to get behind the stars again. I just, I don't know if I could do it. It, Aiden Hill looks great. Jake Ottinger looks lost. The stars are, it's not disinterested, but you, the, the they're just not playing as well as Vegas right now. I guess, and it, it they didn't play as well as they, as Vegas in Game Three. And I think a lot of it was the Ben thing throws him off, then Dadanov gets hurt, and. And then tough. that backhand that really put yeah. it away was a complete exactly. muffin. So, and you I, think, okay, they put in Wedgwood to get the the mojo going. You know, maybe try to snap it back, and there was really no pushback. So, it's hard. Yeah, Vegas is playing unreal. I thought we made it like the case of that game two. Dallas could have fared better tonight. Was the worst possible running of this game, where it was just everything blew up on them. And now, yeah, I'm not really. I, I mean. Dallas will probably find a way to make this game competitive. It'll probably be one where it's hard to reach and find bets, I think. I could see myself. I went on Eichel under on shots today. I could maybe go there. But I think that maybe the one that could end up being quite inflated in game four is Marchessault shots. I might end up going under on his. I think these unders are starting to get somewhere. They're scoring it so tight. And I think not many people are transitioning this yet. But these two series have been quite low event. So... And especially even for as awful as, and I know it's a little different because they get up 3-0 early, but even for as awful as uh, Dallas was tonight, Vegas really didn't put up that many shots and they had a zillion power plays too. So I think you could probably make the argument that it's going to be a similar thing where like in game four, Vegas, maybe they win, but they might only put up like 20 shots on goal and that that betting another under could be uh, something worth looking at, especially in a game where it's like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say this is going to have probably many fun handicapping angles. I don't think it will. No, probably, yeah. like, I, I think the other one, like the, the Hurricanes Panthers, because of the way that these, like the stylistic approach between the two teams kind of sets up for, you know, it could be a best of 11 series and it could be five nothing Florida, whereas, and you'll still find a decent angle on, on it just because of like the philosophies of these teams kind of lead to, uh, just chances for you to, you know, put together whether it's like a lottery ticket, same game parlay, or just player props. Whereas this one, it's just a little. It it's not. It's it's just not the same. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, the other one I might keep an eye on too is Wyatt Johnson over on shots. It was plus one thirty five in today's game. I actually thought that was pretty surprising and playable, even if I think probably four of his shots in the series have been like dump ins from the blue line or kind of pointless, but. It does seem like he's cruising over pretty easily for it to still be plus 135. All right. Um, that wraps up those games. Let's quickly talk about uh, something that is near and dear to your heart, and that's the the World Championships, uh, which are going on right now in Finland. Uh, I'll let you take it away because, frankly, I haven't I yeah. been watching it at all. I've been watching yeah. the IPL. Indian I've kind Premier of just been getting cricket. more into it. And, it, you know, it wasn't the dream to come on here and talk about this in the middle of the third round. But I think uh, when we're looking at the third round being what it is, it's interesting to talk about. And I think for all our American listeners, they have a really fun team there right now that's kind of coming together. A lot of young guys playing good. So they play Czech Republic. I think if you can get plus 100 for them to win in three or in regulation, that's probably a decent look in the next game. And then the one I'm watching, Canada, Finland, that same day to see where the total is going to be. I think the under could be a decent look in uh, those games and what's shaping up to be kind of a fun tournament. And then 
if you're keeping an eye on the NHL draft odds, I think it's interesting too what's going on with Leo Carlson. Right now he's having a really, really good tournament. There were some sharper scouts saying that it was more of a possibility he goes second than people think based off what was basically the fifth best dress, draft eligible season in the history of the SHL. So he's having a great tournament. I think that's something really fun to keep an eye on. Maybe he ends up sneaking in there at second. I'm kind of watching the prices to see what I can get or maybe considering what I can get on him to go third just because it's starting to seem really hard to conceive that a team's going to reach and take Mitchkoff, even though I do think it would be really reasonable and probably set them up well to have like a chance to actually run towards the cup. So that's kind of my musings on that. And I think maybe we'll keep an eye on that and, uh, and see if there's any interest to have a little more talk as the tournament gets into the final stages. Uh, and one more market that, that you've seen pop up. That's. Oh yes. Huge mark that we, we got to talk about. Um, I am a little disappointed that the NHL draft kind of looks so chalky because like gaming out last last year ended up paying off really well for me with with Nemich going second. Um, But one market that may not be chalky, and this is a totally new one. I don't remember seeing this at all last year, even on, uh, you know, some worldwide markets, let's say. Uh, So after the Stanley Cup gets awarded, it goes to the captain of the winning team. So looking like it'll either be Mark Stone or uh, Sasha Barkov for the Panthers, if it's those guys. Looks pretty likely that it will be. And then that player hands it off uh, to someone else. And so begins the little victory lap. And it's always a you know fun kind of thing to discuss. We On my Islanders podcast, we always... You know, just talk about what it would what it would be like to see Josh Bailey get handed the Stanley Cup, and just how I wouldn't be able to handle it as a, as a person emotionally. And um, looks like some bookmakers out there may be offering, in 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 kind of like a spirit of the Gatorade color market that you see at Super Bowls, who will be the who will the captain of the winning team hand it off to? And you've circled the guy. And uh, a li- I think a light bulb went off when you when you mentioned his name. I think it's a, a brilliant, brilliant bet. Yeah, so I think that it's really likely that if Florida wins, Barkoff will hand the tr- the cup off to Mark Stoll. He's been in the game so long. He's a playoff warrior. Everyone knows that he's been battling since way back with the Rangers with a thousand blocks and going through hell. Everyone on the team knows that. I think Paul Maurice is the type to respect that more than anyone. I don't know if that would specifically mean him telling Barkov to do it, but it is something where I'm happy to punt on this at plus 1,200 and just live with it. And maybe it's Bob Bobrovsky who gets it second. They've got him as the favorite, and that's very reasonable. But I think that it's probably Bob or him, and this is a long enough number where we can take a chance. So I think for starters, that's a fun look. If you can get something in on that, that's a fun way to try to you know, bet on Florida and you'll get some really exciting moment when the cup gets handed off. So I think that's a good bet and uh, something fun. And then we'll see. I was kind of thinking about the Vegas guys. I actually didn't see the odds. They they suspended it's, them during tonight tonight's game. It's pretty. But I was thinking maybe one of the misfits with a letter. Yeah, like it would probably be. I was going to guess it would be Marcia So, right? Like I think Marcia So, maybe uh, William Carlson or Carl Riley Smith. Smith. Yeah, but. I wouldn't it, do Petrangelo. As no, much he's as won he's it. a leader, he's won it, and he's they do the yeah. they they reserve that. So yeah. that's kind so, of the thoughts there. 
Yeah, it's it's it. I think I think your 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 short list is correct. It'll be one of the misfits: Smith, Carlson, Marsha. So, I I mean, you you go down that roster, and it just wouldn't make sense almost for it to be. Uh, anybody if else is dressing. Oh, I guess he wouldn't well, even do won, that. He's won a yeah, couple won, times yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like I like the misfits. I wonder where yeah. they're at. Um, and we'll we'll see we'll see what that post because because I could see them make. Jack Eichel like the favorite just because he's the biggest name, you know, right? Like true, yeah, I, I know because I just hit a quick look and Stahl was the one that really jumped out at me is like it basically should be Borowski and then him close, I'd yep. say, and then no one else on Florida's probably yeah really getting that thing. All right, well that does it uh, for this episode of of Line Change. We'll see how these games will be back. Out. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see how these games shake game out. Uh, you know, if, if if there's a game to talk about on the other side of Thursday, we will record Thursday night. If not, uh, we'll see what the NHL throws at us uh, in terms of their Stanley Cup schedule. It would be hilarious, just absolutely hilarious, if if the NBA and NHL both have like a seven day break and the the NHL decides just to not take advantage of the the fact that the NBA finals like they could get completely away from it and get ahead of it. But uh, we'll see. Uh, until then, uh, enjoy these two at least two games, uh, and we'll see you in a couple of days. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.